Welcome to Sanctuary Growth Cast, Episode 4. Welcome back, Growth Cast, Episode 4. And we have Bill returning, Will, Will Bennett. Um, really excited to have him back, the Let's new go. team. Yeah, let's go on, boys. Not much. Not much. So um, today, just to cover off on what we're going to go through, um, we're just going to talk about Bill's um, experience in the gym, um, what the benefits he's gotten out of it, um, and things he enjoys about the sanctuary. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what he's currently doing in terms of his training, uh, being a powerlifter. Um, and then, uh, as Bill is one of our group class uh, coaches, we're going to go through um, the style of coaching he does for those classes and uh, how that can benefit a lot of other people. Um, so over to Bill. Um, I guess we ha- we had that that one last year with him, but we'll just get we'll just get to know yeah. you a bit more. So um, we'll where, just assume where are you no from, one, Bill? And uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sweet. Before we get started, big shout out to Jade behind the cameras. Yeah, yeah the man putting in, putting in the work. To see. You know, we wouldn't be allowed to <laughs> do all of this stuff without him. So you know, big shout out to him, man behind the camera. Um, I'm from Brisbane. You know, uh, moved around quite a bit as a kid, but born in Brisbane, pretty much born and raised here. I uh, went to high school here, bounced around primary schools a bit, but, you know, found my way back and now we're here at the gym. Don't see myself leaving anytime soon. But, yeah, that's kind of me. Powerless from Brisbane. Uh, at uni, uh, studying nursing. It's awesome. going well. Second year of that. Uh, I'm getting ready for my first placement and stuff. Cool. Which is good. I'm enjoying it. Getting the work done is another story. Um, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, but yeah. It's good, isn't it's it? It's a lot of work. It's it good. It's like that, that growth you, you see like with, with studying. It's like um, it is hard work, but it's very fulfilling. It is. Studying. It is. Grinding through it. And mid-sem is right around the corner, mid-sem break. So that'll be a nice little mm. weight off the shoulders for a bit. And um, when did you get into coaching? Uh, so I did my Cert 3 at school. It was one of my subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to smash that out, grade 11 and 12, and pretty much straight out of school, my Cert 3 teacher, we were pretty good mates. Um, we were boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot me a text like a couple months after I graduated and was basically like, I'm training at a 45. The boss wants someone. Yeah. I think it would be a really good opportunity for you. Yeah. Um, and so I just jumped on it straight away. I wanted to get into the industry as quick as possible because I just needed a foot in the door. And then getting that foot in the door at F45, it was good at the start. And then I think I just kind of outgrew that role yeah, of okay. being an F45 trainer. Yeah. Because it's like... Just in terms of learning? Oh, yeah. It's just like very robotic. Like great. Mm. it's great for people if, you know... That's yep. what you're into, yep. but it just wasn't for me. Just following the workout off a screen. Yeah, much. literally, you're just getting the workout, giving it to people. You're just a middleman. You're not really a coach. Yep. Kind of just a professional hype man. Yeah, no offense. No offense, so, at yeah. 45. You guys are <laughs> killing it, but we're coming for you. <laughs> we are coming for you. So um, what, what interested you to get into coaching? Is that your own training? Yeah, I think it was... Um, like, trained a lot during school to develop myself as an athlete. So, a lot of it, a lot of playing a lot of sport, like athletics, volleyball, track and field stuff yeah. during school. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my thing. Like, yeah. I want to be an elite athlete. Mm. This is how I get to the next level. Yeah. It's train, like putting the work in yeah. in the gym. Yeah. So, it transfers onto the So, field. were you doing strength training for that? Yeah. So, like, we had, um, I don't know, you guys heard of acceleration? Is that when you just like go faster and faster? Yeah, kind of. No, they're they're, <laughs> they're like a ex and exercise science, like all oh, they're all qualified exercise scientists. But um, they kind of branch out to schools and work just do the gym for different schools. So like eight to twelve, uh, eight to ten, we had the acceleration guys come through and they kind of seeing what they did really sparked my interest okay. in like how they write programs, mm. train people. And look at all the stuff behind training instead of just going to the gym and kind of picking random stuff out yeah. and just doing that mm. and learning 
how to actually progress in the gym. Did that translate well over to your performance? It did. It did. Because um, I've never trained for a, you know, I've never... It did. It, it that, really did. And then I feel like, like with powerlifting now, I'm really grateful that I did do a lot of that athletic-based training yeah. because it developed that foundation of fast twitch. Mm-hmm. We move everything fast. Mm. This needs to translate onto the field so we can go faster. A lot of the times where I would fall short as an athlete... Um, especially playing rugby was my speed. Really? Um, mm. Yeah. So like, I'm confused by that because you seem very fast. Yeah. So as a kid, like I wasn't the fastest um, kid. So that really gave me like it was always I'm going to be the fastest yeah. kid possible. Motivated like, you? Yeah. yeah. Motivated me in rugby, and then I, I did both my shoulders. So like tore my labrum in one shoulder, did the other shoulder. Um, physio was basically like. You're gonna need two shoulder re- uh, recons by the time you're 18. Wow! So I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, just like anterior dislocation on my left shoulder. I think it was posterior on my right. So like, all from footy contact. Yeah, just yeah. contact playing contact sports. Always a rugby kid, and then kind of realised if I keep going down this route, yeah, maybe I'll play some high level footy, but I'm not going to. At the be. cost of your body. Yeah, it's at the cost of my body. So then. Picked up volleyball, absolutely fell in love with volleyball. Yeah, um, awesome. Like, I dropped that last year, but, like, ever since I've been playing volleyball since grade eight. Yep. And then my other sport was track and field. So, like, I was planning on doing the decathlon mm. outside of school. Yep. Um, gassed myself up a bit. I was track and field captain in year 12. Ooh. <laughs> gassed myself up a little bit there. But, yeah, that um, – and then seeing how, like – Track and field training is pretty much gym training, if that makes sense. Like you go down to the fi- uh, the track, you do sets of sprints. Yeah, it's the same as tr- mm. as training in the gym. Yeah, or like as a th- I was a thrower, so throw uh, like adzy through mm. discus, mm. through jab, through shot. It's all do twenty reps of this type of throw, twenty reps of this type of throw, mm. twenty reps of this type of throw, and then that's your session done. Yeah, because I guess like as a as a school kid being that age like you can training is like is training but you can it's like the more so of like doing a set or you learn like I have to do this much work and then I need a rest and then yeah. I change it up and do this so that would translate into anything exactly gym training powerlifting anything yeah whether it be track and field if you're running it's like you do a set amount of work yeah and then you do something else to uh, like better yourself as yeah an so linking that back to why I kind of became a coach it was all that I kind of realized that in all these areas of sport that I'm doing there's the same principles yeah it is yeah. it's like they're just applied to different circumstances for mm-hmm. movements and so I kind of realized that and then that kind of just sparked my interest in yeah. wanting to become a coach mm-hmm. and then that developed into helping people move better and stuff like that. Um, And does that sort of tie in with why you're doing nursing, that 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 keenness to help people? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Like I've always had a very big interest in how the body works. Mm. So like bio was kind of my thing at school out of all the sciences. Terrible at maths. So physics was out. Mm. Chemistry just sucks. Chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. Again, pretty much just another math subject. Was not very good at math. But then in biology, like learning the body and stuff, like even though, yeah, it's science, it really sparked that interest. very interesting. Um, And yeah, I kind of always knew that I wanted to work in the like health medical field, whether that be coaching, nursing, stuff like that. And then my mum's a midwife. So she kind of pushed me down that route. And then, yeah, here we are now. So with your with your degree and your coaching, you're going to be doing. You said you're like part time nursing, part time yeah, coaching. Exactly. So like as a nurse, you can pretty much get signed onto whatever contract you want. So I want to be doing uh, point six as a nurse, which is six shifts a fortnight, mm. yep. and then just kind of running my own coaching thing. Yeah. At the same yep. time, because yep. I feel like it's going to be a big balancing act. But if I can nail that balancing act, I'm going to be doing. Two things that I absolutely love. Yeah. And I I remember when you told me that, I was like, wow, I've never heard of that sort of job before. Yeah. Like, 
you you train and you love training, but you're not a full time coach. You actually have something else. Yeah, and there's a like obviously with medical professionals due to the stuff that like staff have to go through, especially with paramedics, nurses, like mm. dealing with people in those situations are very tra- like stressful, traumatic situations. The burnout rates are really yeah. high. So if I can kind of have two things that I want to do, hopefully that will prolong my career in both aspects. And they kind of tie very well with each other. Yeah, they do. So like a lot of the stuff that I learn in like my human health sciences subjects and stuff like that. Mm. Sorry for tapping, Jared. Um, <laughs> they kind of do mesh together really well. And then also learning how to work with people as a coach yeah. ties in well with... Do you, do you feel like it's like you're in the gym, you're doing sort of preventative stuff? And yeah, then, definitely. And then you're getting to treat, you know, acute... Yeah, acute yeah so like with nursing, you just get your patient, you run them through all the tests that you need to do, and mm. then you do a patient care plan, which is pretty much, I guess, a program mm. for that person while they're in hospital. And then the inverse... So, like, as a coach, I can run someone through all the tests that I need to run through, develop a care plan yeah. for mm. them, which mm. is their program, to get them better or move better, fix an injury, stuff like that. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. And um, so recently when coming in here and, you know, working with us in a greater capacity, you've changed more from the larger groups to, you know, dealing with much smaller groups. Yeah. Like, how, how are you finding that? you enjoying that more or? Oh, I'm absolutely so stoked. Like, yeah. I absolutely would not change my job at the gym for anything else. Yeah, I could tell you really love it. Yeah. Which is good. Like, again, with F45, it was, I didn't have my own kind of personal touch on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here I get complete control. Complete control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we, like, we trust you. Yeah, you know, like and that's the thing. We like just get randoms to do our classes. Yeah. Like, Having very passionate the trust in you guys experience for your age. Yeah. Like um, I remember when I started, you were talking about um, what is it called? Um, when you're coaching someone but you don't think that you know what you're talking about. Um, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, yep. yeah. So yep. like especially when I was starting, I was dealing with a lot of that and like because mm. obviously I don't – I'm not studying exercise science. I'm not studying exercise physiology. Mm. Um, I've only got my cert three. But working at the other gym, Icons, if mm. Curdo, Manny, if you're listening, um, those guys, um, absolute legends. Yeah. Um, mentor you? Yeah. Everything I've learned about training has come from them. And then now with the addition of Steve, my coach, mm. like having those three people that I can just bounce ideas off, yep. bounce things off. And they're all very straight shooters. Mm. Like don't dance around any sort of topics if I've got a shit idea, they're just going to tell me it's a shit idea. It's, yeah. that and is, that's what I need to develop, Yeah, I think. that's something I noticed with you, like, very early on when we met was um, I can tell you have this, like, desire to keep, keep expanding mm. your knowledge on training. Like, you ask so many questions, you're reading, um, yeah. and you're constantly just trying to better yourself. And that's why we love having you as a coach mm. with the group classes and, like, having that, um, just that free reign to sort of control that class and make it specific for the yeah, individual. definitely. That's also a part of the reason as to why I got the job at Icons because yeah. I had like, I met Curto and Manny through one of my mates who was training at their gym mm-hmm. and then I had my trial shift and I just would not stop asking oh, some questions. I, it was my first kind of role where I had to analyse a person and make decisions for myself instead of being at a 45 where I was just kind of giving, giving yep. stuff yeah. and coaching very simple movements. You've mm. got a growth mindset. Which yeah. Is like probably that's the right. Most yeah, that's a perfect way of saying um, it, yeah. It's, it's probably it's – de- it's definitely the most important factor for the coaches that we select. Mm. Like we don't go out of our way to like, you know, fill up with, you know, 10 coaches to make money because it's quite easy – way you could it's more about the brand and having someone that reflects um, what you the gym put out there. a big part of that is the growth mindset it's not yeah you're doing it for 10 10 years and it's it's, it's quite rare like there's so many trainers and it is it's the mindset like you can tell whether they're going to be yeah in the industry for a long period of time just if they have that mindset or they're willing at least to acknowledge that they don't know things mm. yeah that's and right be getting better because 
being honest with yourself. Yeah, if you're not get, if you're not growing, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're almost getting worse. Like if you're stagnant, and um, that's why we chose you is because you do have that mindset. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. The day you become a bad coach is the day you stop learning. Yeah. Like even with people like Tom, um, he's been doing it for how God knows how long. Yeah. What. And he's constantly, and constantly reading, constantly doing things yeah. to improve. His that's why you stay with them is because yeah. if, if they're learning, then you're learning. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's, yeah. that's, a, that's, what, that's why you can stay with a coach for years. Like people are like, oh, like I'll get a PT for three months. Like, well, if you develop that relationship, exactly. it could be you know, a life, lifetime thing because they're going to grow with you continuously. Like I've had co- uh, clients. I had one guy up. For pretty much since I started, mm. and I just didn't have the time, so I referred him on to Jazz because she she's great. Yeah, but um, you know he he was there for the whole time, and if, if there's no way he would have stuck with with me exactly for that for the whole period if I wasn't you know continuously educating him. Yeah, that's why I think I'm so lucky as well. Like having the coaches we have at yeah. the gym, yeah. like they're all so experienced. Yeah, you you're very lucky. Yeah, I wish so, I was around those people when yeah I started. Um, like, again, having just so many people around me that I can bounce ideas off mm. and use mm. as mentors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I've noticed. myself. That's what I've noticed the mo- a lot with the gym as well is, like, I think because all of the coaches have that growth mindset along with the, the members, mm. everyone's sort of just lifting every, each other up with yeah. that mindset. 100%. Um, and, like, not to compare it to other gyms, but, like, the growth that we have... Sort of compare it, go ahead. Yeah, we 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 have grown so much so fast, like especially in the last year or so. Like it's yep. yeah, in that it's gone from this to yeah. just absolutely mm. straight up. And that's because we're just we're just committed to yeah. always bettering ourselves. Like that's yep. my number one priority is to look after everyone, but make sure that we're yeah. growing and doing what we need to do. Yeah, and that's why we have attracted such amazing coaches here. Mm. Like, we were never in a rush. Like, there was periods where really wasn't making much money and we could have, you know, probably put a bit of effort in, put some ads up, got some coaches in straight away. Yeah. But never it was about, like, just filling that. Because you're the gym, the quality of the gym is only as good as its worst coach. So if you have one person who's significantly worse than everyone else and they don't have that mindset and you don't see them becoming yeah. you know, an amazing coach, then the gym is only as good as that person. Yeah. And exactly. that's what we see in that is the mindset and the passion and the experience with your own training. Um, so, yeah, very very lucky with the coaches we have, but it was just a lot of patience. Yeah. You know, we don't see them as, you know, just a revenue stream. I more see them as, like, brand. Yeah, well, like, they are the gym in a sense. Yeah, they are. They're the leaders. Yeah. Mm. They set the standard for everyone. The face, the face of the gym. Yeah, guys, hundred percent. Aside from your two beautiful faces. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, mate. But yeah, that's one of the other things I wanted to talk about was. I think at the moment with the gym, like the reason I came to train at the gym, was one because it looks cool, um, on Instagram and (laughs) to the eyes, and two because you guys have, the we have the specific, barbells, weights, stuff like that that I wanted to use. But I stayed because of the people that I met and then the community and the vibe we have at the gym. Yeah. What did you feel about that? It was just like everyone's so nice. Mm. Like everyone is so nice. Um, And it's not not forced. Yeah, it's not forced. I've made that many friends here um, that it's ridiculous. I couldn't even think about training anywhere else. Mm. Obviously, I like to go try out other gyms every now and again. Um, Bit of variety. Yeah, get a bit of variety and change it up sometimes. But like... As my home gym, it's like this is the place for me to be. Mm. I very much feel the same. I've, yeah. I've, I felt that very, very quickly when I came over. Um, it was just like a sense of belonging for me and um, the people. The best. Yeah. The best fucking The best. Mm. And like I <clears throat> now find myself hanging out with people I've met at the gym, outside of the gym yeah. Yeah. all the so time. Cool. Yeah. Mm. All the time. Made so many friends. Yeah. Shout out to the boys. So cool seeing yeah, like people going on camping trips. Yeah, people exactly. In the gym or and the Aggie's house yeah. is just around the corner. So <laughs> that makes it pretty easy. Yeah, just just near the studio. Exactly. <laughs> just upstairs. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, man. So let's let's talk about your training. So people listening, um, Bill is one of our coaches, obviously, um, but he's also a sponsored athlete with us. Um, he, he's a powerlifter. Um, but you, we'll let you explain sort of what got you into that powerlifting and your achievements. Yeah, so I kind of realised, like, again, training at school or throughout school, um, out in my, what was it, grade 11, um, it was actually in one of my set three classes, the owner of Ritual HQ at the Gap, uh, Tyler Small and Cece. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler came in because he was a Marist boy, did the same thing I did, did his set three at school. Mm. Um, came in and taught us all how to sumo deadlift. Yeah. Um, fell in love with sumo deadlifting. Mm-hmm. And then realised that lifting weights was a sport um, that I could do forever. Mm. And then competed in my first comp in year, just end of year 11. And then kept that going for a little bit. Took some time off after I graduated because I turned 18. And there were some extracurriculars that (laughs) needed to be done. Mm. Um, And then last year kind of realised that I was... Just over a year ago, I kind of realised that I wasn't really doing much. I was just playing volleyball twice a week. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of realised that I was letting my potential just slip away. Slip away. When was that? Flush down the toilet. Just over a year ago. So I started, had like, after I graduated, had a year or two years off and then started. Did you tra- gap year? Oh, no, just a year off from training. Yeah. Um, and then I was training for like three months before I came to the sanctuary. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, so I wasn't. I was. You yeah. off for two years? Yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't know that, eh? Because your strength, you kept your strength. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, I think because I had that very solid foundation, yeah. that the technique kind of was still there. Yeah. What, what kind um, of numbers were you hitting in high school? Ah, <laughs> uh, my first comp, I th- was seventy-four kilos, so pretty much the same body weight, <laughs> still. <laughs> um, but I threw up a. 150, 150 <laughs> squat in sleeves, 95 bench, 200 dead at my first comp. Wow, in that's, year 11. In year 11. So it was, That's freaky, long. man. Fuck, 200, 200, 150, what was bench? 95 bench. 95 bench. Yeah, wow, yeah. true. Um, that's very good, man. So yeah, obviously developed since then. Still got lots and lots of work to do, though, for where I want to go. But yeah, that was where I started powerlifting. Um, never really thought about bodybuilding as an option. Mm. Um, Very different sports. Yeah. It's just, so different. Just not as performance-based, and that's my background, yeah. yep. is performance, yep. like athletic performance. Definitely. And then powerlifting is mm. – a lot of people don't see it as a sport, but like – It 100% definitely is a sport. a sport. If you're a powerlifter, you, you need to treat yourself yeah. like an athlete. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to – more so you know, than – like you can't get away with it. Like you can't. Yeah. You got to train five times a week. And exactly. Your food yeah. Has to be on point I worked out the mass the other day. Recovery. Everything. And not even taking in work hours to account. I think I'm in the gym training 20, 22 hours a week. Shit. I think I do take quite a long you time do. to do my sessions. <laughs> but three hour sessions. Yeah, three hour sessions usually. Two an hour, two hours, three hour sessions, five times a week. Double check my maths. Is that twenty hours? Roughly, I think. Give oh, or take. Give or take. As yeah, I said, well. maths isn't my thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's how I got into powerlifting. And then I was, thanks to Tyler Small and stuff, he's obviously still competing, killing it, um, growing his gym. They've opened up like three places, I think, now. Yep. And they're just smashing it, doing their own thing, getting everyone involved in powerlifting, which I think is awesome. Mm. Like their ability to take someone who hasn't stepped into the gym before and get them into on a platform is like ridiculous. Mm. Like they can just get everyone around the community into the sport. Mm. Somehow, I don't know how they do it. They just make it so accessible for people. Mm. Yeah. They've got a good community. Yeah, sure. which I think is really playing a role in why, or not just them, but everyone is like making it more accessible for people is why the sport's growing so much mm. at the moment. It has grown a lot in the last sort of like couple of years. Yeah. Like if you compare some of the numbers that people are putting up now to even two yeah. years, three years ago, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, when I did, I've done one comp and... Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I did a push ball when I was like 21. And um, like I came second. If I did that now, like those same numbers, 
I don't know if I'd even place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of shot yeah. people out there these days. But yeah, my training at the moment, um, five days a week. Uh, I've got Stephen Day at Perform Motion doing my programming and my coaching stuff. He's an excellent coach. Oh, he's awesome. Excellent coach. And he's an absolute freak of nature. He what, is, deadlifted yeah. 300 the other day, yeah. 74. Yeah. Watch out the rest of the world. Yeah. 300? Yeah, 300, 295 squat, 177, 180 Shit. bench. Yeah, he's absolute a freak, freak he's of a freak. nature. 187 bench. 177, 180, I yeah. think. I can't remember the I don't think number. he's human. I don't know, neither do I. He's, he's bionic. An, he's an alien. He, um, <laughs> he snapped his humerus Him and Foley are aliens. Yeah, he snapped his humerus completely in half benching uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, shit. And now he's got like three rods in his arm. Wow. Jesus. So I'm calling... He's bionic now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Same, same with Foley. Bencher. Yeah, and Foley. Matt Foley is not human. Yeah, <laughs> not human. <laughs> we'll have to get him on. But yeah. He, <laughs> he's, yeah, we'll get him back on again. Um, he does need to start sweating though, Matt, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> So you're um, you've been doing it for a few years. So you, what are you competing in this year? And you just recently competed in Townsville. That's right. Yep. So last year I was competing in Capo. So a bit different, just different federation to what I'm competing oh, in it's now. Not, it's not APU. Capo's no. different. Capo. Okay. So Capo um, is similar to GPC. Yeah. Um, so I had a pretty good season last year. Was happy with what I was able to do. Um, but now I'm a junior now, so I've gone from sub-junior to junior. So this year's going to be tough, but that's Why? Just... Oh, well, Steve wants me to go up a weight class. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a bit of a process to go up and fill out that weight class. Mm. Um, so, And then again, as a junior now, it's up to 23, 24-year-olds. Yeah. So, like, I'm obviously very bottom of the age bracket. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have a bit of a scrap this year. Kind of just, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, Are you going to compete 74 kilo this year and 83, 83 next 83 year? 83 this year. 83 this year. Yeah. Okay. When's um, that comp? So I just competed in Townsville, qualifiers. Um, it was what'd an all right day. What would you pull there? 250 pull. Was that um, under 80? That was under 83s. I, weighed, oh, I think I weighed, I weighed in at 75. Yeah, well. Yeah. So one kilo above and the next weight class down. squatted 190? Squatted 190. Benched 105. Yeah, I uh, missed my last bench. So this, so in Sydney States in a few weeks. Yep. Um, what are you going to aim to lift there? I want 600 total. That would be the absolute dream. Um, what does that equate into? So I want a 270 pull. So 270 deadlift. Oh man. Once 115 bench and a 215 squat. Um, yeah. With how Steve coaches, though, um, he he is a big fan of building totals because that's what the sport is. People don't take the sport for what it is. Like, mm. you get ranked on your total. Yeah. You're not going there to smash a big deadlift. Yeah, right. A big 20-kilo deadlift PR because yeah. that's not what we do. We yeah. train hard all year round and then we recreate on the day what we do in our training. Yeah. So, um. 600 total is a bit up in the air for states at the moment. I'm going to see how I go next week with my last heavy week of training. Um, and then that'll set me up for a nice week. Last little deload peak into states. And then just kind of go with the flow, see what I can hit there. So with your um, powerlifting comp, um, after states in Sydney, um, what do you think, how do you think you're going to place there? And then what's next from there? From so with at Sydney, like kind of just with my body weight at the moment, let's see what I can do, put up my numbers. It'll um, be interesting to see how you go. It, it will be if you if you do well and you're this low bracket. Yeah, that could, that's kind of be dangerous. Um, what I'm banking on at the moment is like with the numbers I'm putting up at the moment at my current body weight, I've got like what seven eight kilos to play with. Yeah. So as I which is massive. Yeah, as I grow as a person and. My training grows, put on some weight, like, Scott, I, I think the sky's the limit, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Steve in my corner, like, at the moment, he's my guy. I've got full trust in him taking me all the way. So you do your food? No, 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 no just my coaching. Um, I kind of sort out my own food, yep. just with the help of everyone at the gym. Um, so, like, yeah, with... And especially with, like, being around Matt and the other boys at the gym, we're all kind of 
similarly orientated with where we want to go. Like when I first time I sat down with Steve, he was like, what are your goals? And we just kind of spoke about how telling other people what your goals are can be daunting because like if you don't achieve that goal, you kind of feel like mm. you haven't succeeded. Yeah, enough. succeeded yeah, yeah. enough. Um, so we spoke about like being comfortable with where you want to go and putting in the work to get there. So like world, like worlds is the goal at the moment. Yeah. Are the long-term goal is stepping on the world stage. Like, if I don't do well there, like, who cares? I stepped on the world stage. I'm representing my country in mm. my chosen sport, mm. representing myself at that stage. And who, like, step on stage once, after that, then we're coming for gold yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So just getting there is a good goal. Yeah. So, like, Brody, obviously, he's kind of, that was his goal, stepping on the world stage. Yeah. Um, and he's doing that this year. Wow. So it's awesome to see that. Where is it? I actually don't know. Worlds this year, I think Brody's in France. France, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, um, cool. Last one was in like Sweden or something, I think. Yeah, wow. Um, so it just bounces around. Yeah, it just bounces around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brody stepped on and then who knows what he's going to do next year. Like his mindset could completely shift to mm. let's go. Like I'm coming for a place. Mm. I'm coming for top 10. I'm coming for top five. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I like about the sport is you can just continuously grow into your next goal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's always things to improve. Yeah, there's always things to improve. There's always things to learn. There's I'm starting to sort of get into that interest as well. Like I've always had a big interest in powerlifting, but with the bodybuilding, I was like, didn't really, I, I really enjoyed lifting, but more hypertrophy based. Yeah. And now that I'm starting to actually pull some numbers and see my technique change and how that affects the performance of my lift it's very interesting it's very exciting seeing, yeah seeing a lift go oh i'm doing i'm bracing this better or i'm wedging my deadlift better yeah there's um, so many metrics of p- improvement it is it is a like you just like for example like changing my my leg drive in my bench and seeing that um improve my numbers yeah it's just it's awesome and like numbers are the only way to improve that's exactly. what I love about the sport. Like day to day, you're just trying to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't have to be weight. It can be speed. It can be technique. It can be yeah. the tiniest little things that improve that in the long term improve numbers. Mm. Um, so at the moment, kind of like have always been changing technique, always been changing stuff like that. And me and Steve have been working on getting out of my own head. Like I'm not my coach. He's my coach. He does the thinking, I do the lifting. Yeah. Um, yeah, how, how do you get in your own head? Well, because I think it's because I am a coach as well. So I'm constantly trying to break down my own lifting yeah. and programming and stuff like questioning that. Why yeah, questioning why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that fucks with your confidence a little bit sometimes? Not so, not so that it doesn't... It, it fucks with progression. So like, you'll make a change with that? I'll just change every session, change mm. something. Yeah. Mm. And then... So, like, for my squat, for example, like, as you know, so you guys know, at the start of the year, I just didn't know how to squat with my body. Um, and I always have the mindset of having the technique that's going to give me the biggest ceiling, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, like, what technique can I dial that's going to allow me to lift the most lift weight the most long weight. term? Yeah. yeah. And I just needed to figure that out. And Steve was like, bro, just do the same thing every session and we'll make little changes as Mm. we go. Mm. And something that Brody said to me really helped was he said to me and Matt, he was like, if you looked at your lifting career like a marathon, you're in the first five kilometres. You're not even – you're nowhere even near halfway. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's a good, really good analogy. Yeah, and so I kind of realised that and now I've kind of figured out my squat a little bit and just kept it the same. Yeah. And I've just been smashing squats lately. It's like, improving so much as and well. And then, I, yeah, I was saying to Steve the other day, I'm so happy with how consistent my squat's been. Like, yeah, there's things I could do better, but it's so consistent at the moment that it's just building and building no and issues. building and building. Because I remember you said you were getting a lot of, was hip pain? Sure. I was getting, I, recently I was getting a bit of shoulder pain from moving my bar down. Yeah. Um, so I squat quite, I squat with a lot of torso angle. Mm. And so it, it's not a traditional squat, um, especially with squats and so like hinging. hinge heaps. Yeah. Like I'm 
nearly folded in half in the yeah. bottom. But yeah. it feels so strong there. Like yeah, wow. Long femurs and stuff yeah. like that. Um, especially with like social media at the moment, there's ever, everyone's like kind of got this basic idea of squatting that's the holy grail. Like upright torso, knees don't come in, knees go out, mm. stuff like that. But every single person is different. Mm. Everyone's going to have an optimal squat for their body and it's all going to look different. Yeah. Is that a low... Are you doing low bar? Yeah, low bar, low bar. So, like, obviously, high bar squats, person to person, they're going to look quite similar. Mm -hmm. But, like, everyone's going to low bar squat differently. Yeah. It just um, depends on your biomechanics. Literally, just to, it's so length. dependent on yeah. everything. Um, and then when you do squat differently, people are like, oh, this is you squatting bad. Like, your squat technique's fucked. Mm. And I'm like... It's what works for you, though. Yeah. I'm putting up numbers. Mm. I'm going to keep putting up numbers. I'm going to squat like this. Even like that, mm. even the way like you internally rotate out of the hole. Yeah. People be like, oh, you're knee caving. Yeah. But you're using your adductors. It's out all. Of the hole. Yeah. So something I've realized recently is there's, an, a, diff, there's a big difference between knee valgus and in, active internal rotation. Yeah. It's um, so like knee valgus obviously comes from a weakness somewhere in your biomechanical chain. Yeah. yeah. But active internal rotation is the use of the adductors. Yeah. Because like they're obviously huge muscle group. Yeah. I'm a huge muscle group for hip extension. Yeah. And like if I can use those muscles to get a bigger squat, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. That's if awesome. I can get a bigger squat, I'm gonna get a bigger squat. Yeah. Mm. Um so training like kind of shifting my mindset around that um has helped me help my squats a lot. Mm. Um and something else that I've realized is I'm not – you're kind of not going to be able to improve all three lifts at once. Like with each block that I go through, I'm going to have more of a focus on one lift than the other. So like I've been really hammering squats recently and it's been taking up a lot of mental capacity. Yeah. And so my deadlifts have kind of plateaued a little bit. Um but that's just because I've had such a focus on squats. And, and your bench has been up there as well. And my, be my of, bench is getting a lot better. Yeah, a lot of focus on bench because it is my biggest weakness. Mm. Um, so now that I've kind of hammered in my squats, my bench is starting to feel nice. They can kind of take a back seat and I can start refocusing on deadlift, which is like my thing. Um, and gives me my most on my total. Yeah. Which is good. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing with my training at the moment. That's and awesome. how things are moving. Do you think you'll get into powerlifting coaching as well? Yeah, so like I already kind of have. It kind of just happened. Um, so like work, like training with the boys at the gym, a lot of them don't have coaches and they were all kind of like, you're a coach, you powerlift. I'll give you 10 bucks a week just to write me a program. Yep. I was like, sick. That's awesome. So I just don't do like one-on-one -on -one stuff with them, but I just online do their program. Yeah. And then... That's kind of gotten me a foot in the door mm. with doing that one-on-one um, -on -one like coaching yeah. with powerlifting because yeah. that's very much where my interest is. It's like I don't have much of an mm. interest in doing gen pop stuff. Yep. I like working with athletes. I yep. like working with powerlifters. And then it's also really nice kind of confirming my knowledge. Like yeah. Some of, the, some of the boys that I have, I'll do their programming and I'm kind of like, oh, should I do this? Like, do I do like what's gonna work? But then, like, I've added thirty kilos to Bailey's squat. I've added forty kilos to Nathan's squat. Yeah. Um, Bailey's deadlifts are really starting to go through the roof. Mm. Mm. Um, and they're getting strong, mm. which is kind of like nice. That would be good for feeling. me. Yeah, it that is a really good feeling. Coach, seeing the results. Mm. Yeah, like, and having that confirmed that you are doing something right. Yep. Make sure you're documenting all that, man. Like, yeah. Even if you feel like you're sort of doing it on a casual basis, like, make sure you document it because that's, yeah. that's great. Like, if that's what you want to go hard on mm. in the future. Yeah, it is. So I kind of want to start – a lot of it's just, like, word of mouth and it's literally just my mates that I'm doing programming for. So I kind of want to dive into the deep end, start marketing myself as a coach. Mm. But again, with, like, that imposter syndrome, syndrome like, mm. it's still in the back of my mind a little bit. Mm. 
Takes time, man. Yeah. I think everyone gets that. I think, yeah, yeah, the best way to overcome it is just experiences by doing it. Like you said last night, you had a uh, one of your members with a back issue that you said you were not as confident with. And then after just doing that whole assessment and that session has given you like, okay, I can actually do this. Yeah. I do do have that experience and I'm going to use those lessons now and expand it. So next time you have someone that's vulnerable like that, yeah, with like a, a big injury, you know, okay, I can do this. Yeah, so for anyone, like obviously people don't know, I had a guy come in for our group classes last night with a bulge disc in his lower back. And I've only really worked with knees and shoulders and stuff at Icons, mm. um, doing athletes that have had problems there. And so coming in with a guy with a back injury, I was kind of a bit hesitant because mm. I it is such As you an, should be. Yeah, it's such an important part of your body that if yep. you stuff someone up there, they're really going to feel that yep. for long term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind. Of, I just went through my process of doing his tests, figuring out what he can do, what causes pain, and then working in with his capability. But then also trying to not let his injury define him, mm. because like. Our injuries don't define us as athletes. Yeah, injuries right. are just boundaries that we need to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. Um, so I was able to, you know, put him through his session. He was really happy with his session. He was able to do stuff that he wasn't really confident with um, and feel good doing. So a lot of that had to do with his hips and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, that was sort of, sort of rolls into my next question was um, as like a coach in the sanctuary and – what is like your sort of uh, long-term goals as a coach there? Um, is that, we'll have a chat about like what you specifically do in the, the group classes. Yep. Um, how that's structured, like how many people you have, how that's specific to the individual and how you sort of control that. Just for those people that might be listening that are interested in maybe coming onto the group classes and how it might be a little bit different from other yeah, styles awesome. out there. Um, so. Sorry. With my group classes, we've got... So Blake runs the morning ones. Um, I do the arvos. Yeah. Uh, Blake likes to do a lot of that high-intensity cardio stuff, which mm. is go- like great for people to get them moving like that. But then in the arvos, I really like to hammer in, hammer on getting people comfortable doing heavy stuff and like yeah. getting them comfortable using a barbell on their bench squat and dead. Um, is, that, is that something you found has been pretty common between... like? gen pop new beginners is they're scared to get under load yeah they don't know the capabilities of their body exactly yeah Yeah. um like for example one of my mates one of my good school mates just signed up for the gym he's like bro i need you to be there when i squat i don't want to hurt my back yeah bro i need you to be there when i deadlift i Mm. don't want to hurt my back Mm. and i'm like i'll be there but do you gotta realize that your body is so adaptable and you are like at this stage in lifting where it's the very start and if you're even just like good technique, not excellent technique, mm. you're going to be okay mm. doing stuff. As long as you're not silly and load up five plates on the bar and try mm. and squat it. Yeah. Like if you work within your capabilities, you're going to be pretty okay. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about like deadlifting is bad for your back. Yeah. Um, and you see all these big injuries. Like I remember, I lost all my confidence after hurting my my back, um, deadlifting twenty eighteen, I think it was. And yeah, it just took ages for that confidence to come back. But now I realise, like with the right guidance and the right technique, they're actually good for you. Yeah, of course. Like there is, and it's great seeing people in the group classes kind of get under a bar and then be like, oh. Like, let's put some more weight on. Can yeah. I put some more weight on? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. put some more weight on the yeah. bar. Yeah. If you're feeling good. Like, come on, let's let's really start to push mm. and like realize what you're capable of. Mm. Yeah. And then it's also really good. Like, I always ask the people in the group classes, are you feeling stronger? Not in the gym, but when you're just outside, Mentally. like moving, walking upstairs, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, is it feeling easier now? And they're like, yeah, like like pick, like getting down up and down off the floor, like walking upstairs, like it's so much easier than it was. Mm. I'm like, awesome. That's like perfect. That's exactly what we want to happen, especially with gen pop people that are coming through the group classes. Yeah. So like um, my guy Adam 
um, one of the guys in the group classes he, who I've been working with for a bit now. Like, he had a good base, um, mm. good base, like a, a good idea of how to train and what to train. And then, like, after a couple of weeks of being with me, like, what did you do? 140 for, like, six. And when he started, he was only doing, like, 100 for, like, three. Yeah. And he kind of realised, and we were playing around with proper technique, proper leveraging, like, le- leveraging on the bar properly. Yeah. Using that type of stuff. And he really starts – he's really starting to push some weight now, which I think is awesome. And then Cameron, Sarah, like, all the women that I have are really mm. starting to get comfortable moving some weight. Yeah. Which is awesome to see. And you definitely focus on that technique. Um so sort of like how it's like sort of structured, like what is a what does one of the group class sessions look like? Um, so everyone, 6.20 group class, we'll kind of roll in, quarter, to, quarter past, loosen up a bit, um, stuff like that, and then we'll have a chat, five minutes. Yeah. What, what we're going to do today. Yeah. Um, what I want you guys to focus on. So like I really try, even though it is a group class, I really try and personalise it yeah. to the person and I'll always ask, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And is that that's a differentiating factor from like other group classes? Yeah, definitely. That's good for what we're doing at the sanctuary. Is like, yeah, it's a group class session, but it's still very individually. Yeah. So what specific. is it? I think it's capped at six, six or eight people. Eight. Eight. Yeah. So, um, at the moment, I'm really trying to tailor it to each individual person and their goals, mm-hmm. and kind of use like they all got different goals, but I kind of work together their goals in together so that everyone's getting a little bit out of so like mondays we squat tuesdays we bench wednesdays we deadlift and then thursday i'm like what do you want to work on let's do that i'll write the rest of the session and then their first exercise is whatever they want to get better at yeah so like for example cameron and sarah um who come to the earlier classes on thursdays like both of them want to be able to do a bodyweight pull up yeah so like thursdays heaps of back heaps of resistance band pull-ups until we can get them doing a bodyweight pull-up. And then what's your next goal? Yeah, okay, let's do that. And that's how I kind of want to go with the group classes. Yeah. And then aside from the glute classes, like as me, as a coach, I want to – like obviously, Strength Sanctuary, not a powerlifting gym. We're not a powerlifting gym. We're not a bodybuilding gym. We're a community of people that train. Perfectly Um, said. And that's what I think – people need to realize like a lot of my friends are super keen to come down but then a lot of my friends that are girls are kind of a bit hesitant mm. and i'm like you is just... that based around the idea that we are very yeah that we're powerlifting, powerlifting like, we've yeah. got some very strong people that mm. train here yeah but they're absolute legends yeah um and they do powerlift but that doesn't make mm. us a powerlifting gym yeah come down do whatever you yep. want yeah like we don't judge mm. we don't care the powerlifters are the ones you want to learn from because yeah, exactly. You know, they can't afford to do things incorrectly. Yeah, like body's going to break. Being so, around those people, they're always people getting better. Is, always expanding yeah. their knowledge. So, like being around those people, I think is very good for gen pop people mm-hmm. or people that literally just want to get yeah. into training because they're so knowledgeable about the body and yeah. everything. Just because if you want to be a successful powerlifter, you have to have a, that basic understanding of the body. Yeah, how to train, mm. and I think that's how you really take your training to the next level um, as a powerlifter. So, like, obviously, you can get a coach, but no one's going to know your body better than you. Yeah, and what you need to do to get better. So, if you learn training systems, like, like the basics of programming, um, basics, and even like learning advanced technical cues. Mm. And stuff like that is just going to make you a better lifter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not – you're not going to be- – you don't need to become a coach. Yeah. But it just makes your training so much better. Mm-hmm. And your ability to judge your own training yep. and give feedback to your coach then makes your coach better at coaching you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's something I've noticed with Tom is like um, – because we've been together for a bit over 12 probably, – probably over 12 months now. And he – like we, we spoke about this um, at the start – it was very body. It was all bodybuilding specific, and the volume was so high. Yeah. And I just found like with my my mindset and training, it's like I'm gonna give it everything I've got, and if I've got this much volume, it's gonna be like working sets the yeah. whole way. Um, and I started to just get injuries and niggles, and we found that my body type likes low volume. 
Yeah. Mm. High so now that, low volume. So that's something as uh, as someone that has a coach, you need to go, maybe this is too much. Instead of saying, I'll just do it because that's what I've been given, that, that coach needs that feedback to go, okay, their body needs less volume or, or an extra rest day, yeah, uh, et cetera. Exactly. And like Oren was saying, the longer you stay with a coach, the better mm. they get at coaching you. Yeah. So it's like I've only been with Steve. If they're a good coach. Yeah, if they're yeah, a good that's coach. Right. Yeah. Um, I've only been with Steve since the start of this year, so three or four months. Mm-hmm. And I've really made some inroads into my lifts. And that's just going to keep going it is. as he mm-hmm. gets better at like, learning or oh, as he understands my body more and yeah. understands me as a lifter. Your, your ability to uh, improve your technique is your ability to progress. Exactly. Yeah. As I was saying, there's a million ways to progress in the gym. Mm. It's not all about numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to, um, are you looking to maybe coach a one-on-one setting in the gym once you finish uni? Or are yeah. Gonna, are you going to try and float around the, the group class sort of setting? Definitely want to, like I'm really, really enjoying the group classes at the moment. Yeah. And like obviously as the gym expands, that just opens up more room for me to play with. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like the idea of us growing and then maybe having coaches work under me and kind of having a team of people that I like two other coaches that I can like not obviously like not be their boss but having two other people that I can work with that do the classes and we can all kind of work together in developing this group class into something like really good for gen pop people who want to get stronger and stuff yeah, that's the exciting thing is, you know, we are, I get it's, it is malleable. Mm, so, it's it's, so, yeah, it yeah. can be whatever I want or the coaches that I'm working yeah. with. It can and it's just going to, you know, get, keep getting better and better. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning into Growthcast episode four. We hope you really enjoyed it. Um, please uh, share it around to all your friends. And if you are interested in the group classes with our amazing coach, Bill, um, just please flick us a message or an email. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah, coming right. on, Bill. Thanks, it's, for, it's thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for listening to me yeah, waffle on for a bit. Uh, follow us on Instagram, William underscore underscore Bennett, if you want to see me <laughs> do some weights. Shout out. Sanctuary Growth Cast.